As we approach the Thanksgiving holidays, we spend time with family and friends. We all want the day to be truly filled with Thanksgiving. We want it to be memorable. We want everyone to get along. And as followers of Jesus, we want something actually different to happen as well. We want our home to be transformed into a place where heaven comes to earth, where we meet God in that moment. But sometimes with family, football, parades, politics, religion, and stuff, that can all get lost. And Thanksgiving can sometimes turn into a toxic moment. So is it possible to avoid a toxic Thanksgiving and instead create a moment that is Jesus-filled? Is it possible to have heaven come to earth in your home on Thanksgiving? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm so glad that you are here for this one. It's going to be a great episode today. And I would say if you're on YouTube, go ahead and like and subscribe to our channel. We've got podcasts coming out every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. And if you're listening uh, just through the audio, I'm so glad that you're tuned in for this one. It's going to be seriously such a great one. You can go ahead and share this with a friend or a family and learn about um, Thanksgiving. Yeah, How to avoid a toxic Thanksgiving. There you go. Yeah, so I really would encourage you to go ahead and subscribe if you haven't because it actually uh, it helps in the whole background of what they call YouTube algorithms. It helps yeah. it be shared more yep. and helps the message go out further just by you subscribing. So mm-hmm. feel free to do that. All right, so we're approaching Thanksgiving holidays. Yep. And as we said, it's a time when we want something special to happen in our home and we plan for that. And it's a time that has its roots historically for us in, mm-hmm. as a nation in a very significant place. The pilgrims yeah. uh, are in England and they will leave there because they have tried to influence the church of England, but they are not interested. So they come to a new land to start a new world, a new mm-hmm. time, a new church, and they obtain a land grant in Virginia. They end up on November 11th, 1620 in a place we know of as Massachusetts. And it's a difficult time. The trip was longer and harder than they thought. The winter time comes and half of the 100 settlers die. It's a very difficult time, but the first year brings an unexpected blessing because the Indians who were there learned some English and they are willing to help these pilgrims. And so they come together and they teach them how to plant crops and how to harvest and they gather together for what we now know of as the first Thanksgiving. What's mm-hmm. interesting is there were uh, it was they declared a three day festival, wow. and they there were about ninety Indians and fifty pilgrims, and so they celebrated for three days. They ate food. They had athletic competitions, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and they enjoyed fellowship together. And so that's a rich history right there yeah. in and of itself of our land and our nation. Thanksgiving is where we find our, our roots in that. Mm-hmm. But as followers of Jesus, the day is important to us as well because um, this is not just a one-day thanks uh, for us. This is actually how we're called to live our lives. We don't just have a day of Thanksgiving, but when we do come upon the day of Thanksgiving, it's a day to really focus in on truly being thankful for all the things that God has provided for us. So Mm -hmm. we know, of course, that where that comes from is that while we were enemies of God, he sends his son to die for us. And while we should have been judged and rejected, he brings us into heaven through the gift of his son. And he shows kindness to us. And this kind of brings more... um, 
something you know unique about the the Thanksgiving historical story here. Here, pilgrims were, and maybe they could have been dealt harshly with, but they were shown grace, and they uh, they begin a, a relationship there. And so, Titus three tells us that when the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, that not by our works, but according to His mercy, yeah. He saved us. And so, this is this is where we come from—a place of thanks for how we live. And then, as we walk this this out, the Bible even instructs us for. Uh, for every day, for in everything to give thanks. So yeah. this is how we live our life, but this day becomes even more important for us. And, you know, in this day and time, it's even more critical that we take time to remember to be thankful because what we're watching unfold in the culture today is a culture of people who have lost that skill and heart. They instead are um, ungrateful. They are unhappy. Yep. They are bitter. They are jealous. They are vindictive. They are the victim. And yep. those things all keep us from having a heart of thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. having times where we set aside to in purposefully be expressive of thanksgiving is important. Yep. Expressing that to God, to one another. So uh, that brings us to the holiday of Thanksgiving and where all of that comes together, where we express our faith and gratitude. We express appreciation to one another. We eat, we celebrate, mm-hmm. have some sports activities yeah, along the way. Exactly. <laughs> and we try to make the most of all this moment. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think the thing that uh, we are addressing here is, you know, how do we practically live this out in our homes? Yeah. Because it's really easy to be like, oh, it's good old Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Here it is, November, mm-hmm. the holidays. It's time to, you know, like do the things we always do, eat the things we always eat and, yep. you know, be really busy for a whole weekend because we got to travel to here and do this and do yep. that. You know, all the all the things <clears throat> where, you know, we're going to go see this family and there's going to be a lot of tension there mm-hmm. because... You know, they don't believe what we believe at all, but we're supposed to come together. And it's all under this scope of we're giving thanks, but no one's actually giving thanks. And yeah. it's just really awkward, weird time. Yeah, it's true. And we're hoping to just kind of blaze through it and get through, you know. And so there's the reality of where people live Yeah. on top of all of the things we just discussed of how right. Thanksgiving came to be and what it really is. Yeah. And so where we are trying to address is how do we avoid the toxic Thanksgiving yeah. of busyness, of tension and of, you know, just traditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how do we actually apply uh, the word of yep. God and how we live into our uh, family traditions? Yeah. And today we're really talking to family and, and specifically your own family and your home because mm-hmm. I know sometimes people travel to other people's homes and you don't get to set the agenda when you go to someone else's yeah. home. They, they get to set the agenda. But mm-hmm. if you have the opportunity and the, the event is held at your house or even if it's just your family with yeah. you at home, exactly. today we're going to talk about how do you make that moment a sacred moment? How do you make mm-hmm. the most of that so that you're not just swept away by the the activities of Thanksgiving? How do you actually avoid it being... Uh, avoid missing the mark on the day? How do you mm-hmm. avoid, if you are having family over, how do you avoid it becoming a toxic time? And how do you really yeah. see the glory of God in that moment? Because there are some practical steps yeah. that you have to do to make that happen. For sure. So um, I think that's the, you know, the, the beautiful opportunity as, as parents is, um, or even just husband and wife, you have this opportunity to bring 
into your home the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. to actually create in your space uh, heaven on earth. Jesus taught us to pray, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So mm-hmm. with the subject of gratitude and thanksgiving, you have really the opportunity to make heaven come alive in your home. And so if you are the one who gets to be the one to host Thanksgiving, if you're the one who's going to set the agenda, we're going to talk about today, how do you do that so that it really becomes a sacred moment? Because that stuff doesn't just happen. We like to think sometimes, well, it'll just happen if it happens. Exactly. That's really not how that happens. Exactly. If, If you don't plan for it to happen, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And again, I think it's important to know every home has an atmosphere. Yeah. Every situation, every mm-hmm. you know environment has an atmosphere. It yes. has a spirit about it. It has yes. a vibe, as some people would say today. <laughs> every every home has an atmosphere, yep. and so uh, it's important to understand <laughs> what that atmosphere you are creating yes. there is. You know, because yeah. uh, that ranges in very many different ways, but mm-hmm. specifically for this day of Thanksgiving that we're talking about, mm-hmm. what is the atmosphere of your home? What is that going to be? Again, are you yep. just like, well, just see what happens, yeah. you know, kind of a passive approach. Yeah. Uh, we are saying it is time yeah. to set the tone and set the atmosphere for yeah, exactly. your home. Yeah, own your role as uh, as parents, as husband and wife, as leaders of your home, own that and yeah. take the responsibility for that and, yep. and be um, intentional about yeah. bringing the kingdom of God into your home on that day at that time. Yeah, so, absolutely. This will be good. Definitely. So let's talk about how we do that. Uh, we'll talk about several things today. We're going to hit a lot of hot button issues mm-hmm. and um, and talk about how we, how we avoid the toxic and and bring in heaven into our home. So mm-hmm. I think number one, and I think this is probably if you ever have if you have family coming in, this is gonna this is gonna yeah. be the one that's be most important to you. Number one, you have to deal with toxic family members who want to control the moment. Yeah. So I was watching a video recently of Mark Driscoll, a pastor, and he was talking about um, toxic family members and the holidays. And he said, you know, it's funny that we have people come into our home for the holidays and sometimes the most toxic people, we let them get away with things in our home that we wouldn't let anybody else get away with. And then we say, well, they're family. Yeah. Like all of a sudden That's that just, we, <laughs> we just erase all of our standards and yeah. all of our goals. And he says, what ends up happening is we let we let the most unhealthy person in the room set the agenda for everybody else. Mm. And that really shouldn't be that way. No. Um, so let's talk about who that is. What are toxic family members? How does that yeah. happen? What does that look like when they come into the room? So uh, I think you'll probably recognize the, some of these qualities. Toxic situation, toxic people come into the room when they come into the room self-focused, when it's all about them. Mm-hmm. Toxic family members are critical and complain. Toxic family members are the gossips who want to talk about everybody else and what they're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, Toxic happens when there's guilting and shaming and manipulating in the room. Toxic happens when someone's dominating the conversation, dominates the room, when they're obnoxious, when they're loud, when they talk about things that are inappropriate. And maybe they're rude. Maybe they come drunk. Maybe they come high. Maybe they're out of control. Maybe they're into excessive talk about politics. Those are things that 
really can throw off your day. Yeah. Turn it turn it from a moment that should be a sacred moment into a moment that's a toxic moment. Yeah. And again, all of those things, uh, whenever you give the whole family pass there, mm. you know, you are again <clears throat> shifting the atmosphere of your home. Yes. You're allowing it, uh, you're allowing that circumstance to mm-hmm. be the leader in your home now because you're you're playing passive to that. That's you true. Know? And so again, our point is that we are to take control of that moment, yep. you know, and to have uh, have some awkward conversations that, yeah. you know, that need may, to happen there. Maybe, you know? yeah. So I think the thing to remember is if it's your home, it's your home. Yeah. You get to set the agenda. Yeah. And, and you should. There's a place for showing mercy and being understanding and mm-hmm. compassionate and kind, especially as followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But there's also a place for drawing boundaries, not allowing the most unhealthy person in the room to set the agenda for everybody else mm-hmm. and make Make them have to follow yeah. the guidelines of your home. You're yeah. the one who's trying to bring the presence of God into the space. You're the one who wants to define what happens in that time. Mm-hmm. So you get to set the agenda, and, mm-hmm. and you should. It's your home. Yeah. And this is how you'll pass this on to your family. This is how you'll bring God into the moment. Yeah. So all that stuff, it sounds like super easy and talk hmm. to be like, just tell them, don't, <laughs> you know? But what about the person who year after year after year after year, this has become their Thanksgiving yeah. uh, tradition that they would be the person <laughs> who is the self-focused, the critical complaining, right. gossip, you know, always talking about politics, always stirring the pot, all this stuff. What, yeah. what do you practically do for that yeah. person? Yeah. I think that's important for us to, to think about. I would say um, what you should do is one, Establish your expectations for the day. What do you want to see happen? And if, if you know what that is, or once you know what that is, then you communicate that to everyone who's going to be there mm-hmm. and let them know, hey, this is a day of thanksgiving. This is a day of focusing on faith. This is a day of focusing on uh, how we are grateful for one another. So you get to define the boundaries. If you want to say, Let's not talk about politics today. You, you can say that mm-hmm. at your home. If you want to say, uh, don't bring any alcohol or substances, it, you should say that. If you want to say, um, let's not complain or criticize today. Uh, let's, let's, you define it. You say it's your home. Define what it is you want to see accomplished and then communicate that in a yeah. positive way. It's okay to say, hey, everybody, we're going to get together on this day at this time. Uh, it's a day of great thankfulness and spell all that out in a very positive way. That's what I was going to say to say it with clarity and conviction is is what's most important as well of like, not again, not a passive approach of like, it would be really cool this year if like people (laughs) didn't come high. Maybe, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If if you felt that way, but to say, Hey, our home this year is going to look like this. Yeah. And that sets the tone of like, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is, this is the atmosphere in which I'm approaching. Exactly. You can say, let's make this a day where we focus on relationships. Mm -hmm. Let's focus on how we can encourage one another. Let's Mm -hmm. focus on the good things that God has done in our life this Mm -hmm. year. Let's focus on being together. You you get to set all of that. And those things aren't to be said with like a, a, you know, backstabbing remark at the end of it or anything like that, but truly clear conviction. This is what we expect this year. Yeah. And it sets the tone. I mean, I'm, I've been invited to events. You, you probably, everybody's been invited to a wedding at some point mm-hmm. and they tell you up front what the dress code is, mm-hmm. what the event's going to be like. They'll use a couple of words to describe the event, mm-hmm. semi-formal, whatever. Yeah. And you know then how to prepare. You mm-hmm. know how to come dressed for the mm-hmm. day and what the event's going to be like. And if you disagree with it, 
You can you say, just, I'm not going. I'm not going. <laughs> That's, That's right. That's awesome thing about whenever it is your home. And yeah. you're going to say, this is the atmosphere in which we are setting. Yeah. I just, I've just been encouraged by that lately. I'll again, listen to a Mark Driscoll thing. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the importance of, of owning that in your home and saying, this is our home. We're going yeah. to bring the kingdom of heaven to bear here in this place. Mm-hmm. So you can't do that unless you establish goals and vision, mm-hmm. direction, and even boundaries so for that home. So that um, may mean having a personal conversation with a very specific family member. If you know who they are and they know what they do, maybe they don't know what they do. Mm-hmm. It's okay to call them, to talk with them and say, hey, um, when we get together, I just want to ask, could you help me make sure we keep an atmosphere of encouragement today? Mm-hmm. Can you help me make sure we keep an atmosphere of faith today? Yeah. And, you know, I know sometimes we talk about fill in the blank, but let's not do that on this day. Let's mm-hmm. save that for another time. This is a day that's special. It's about Thanksgiving. It's about being with one another and encouraging one another. Yep. They may not realize they have been doing that, but if you don't ever define your expectations, they can't ever know how yep. to follow them. Yep. If you if you don't know you're supposed to come to the wedding in semi-formal, you might come in, in shorts mm-hmm. and that would be awkward. Like, that's <laughs> awkward, yeah. But I think even in that, just more like practical <clears throat> wisdom is that it's it would be wise to call the the person or some people who would be on board with you first. Yeah, get true. those people to <clears throat> have your back to get the vision. You know, yeah. to get the vision of what you want before just calling the person who's the most toxic and being like, "Hey, <laughs> we're expecting you to be totally different. Mm-hmm, See ya." You know, mm-hmm. that's not exactly the goal. But whenever you have the strength and people who understand the vision and the yep. goals in which we are trying to create yep. this atmosphere of Thanksgiving, then yep. that's a win. Yeah, it is. So you have to deal with the toxic family member yeah. that would want to steal the moment. Exactly. So what about uh, for the families who have long established traditions mm. and that that is the biggest deal of every single Thanksgiving? Yeah. So I think that's the second thing is you have to deal with traditions that can sometimes become greater than the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's a strange thing how there, there's so much that goes on with Thanksgiving and yeah. the things that were established because of significant moments in the past actually become the thing that's most important. You know, there's parades, there's the meal, there's decorating, mm-hmm. there's wanting to get the right social media pictures and look, there's shopping, there's napping, there's <laughs> football, there's running, you know, marathons, turkey trots, all that yeah. stuff. Those are all great. They grew out of what was begun as an important and significant date. Mm-hmm. But what happens over time is they become the focus and you raise up generation after generation and they don't even possibly even know the root. Mm -hmm. They just know it's about the traditions and that's sad. You end up just following through some traditions, but you've lost the very meaning of what the holiday was about. Mm So uh, there used to be a story that was told in in sermon illustrations and, and um, it was about a man who loved his wife dearly and then she died and he wanted to do all he could to honor her. So, um, he built a shrine to her and had her uh, put into a, a casket and embalmed and kept in this room. He wanted to be able to visit her in this space and uh, have a place that was beautiful that truly honored her. So he did. But after some time, he went there and he said, this is just not enough. Uh, there needs to be more in here. So he began to move in. Uh, more items into the room to dress it up more, more furniture pieces and more, more plants. 
And then he still said, this just something's just not right. He said, ah, we need to add more lighting, more lighting to this room. And then he said, it's beautiful, it's beautiful, it's just not enough. There needs to be more gold in here to, to really show the beauty of who she was and what she meant to me. So they add gold to the room. And and this continues. And each time, at first he's satisfied, but then he says, it's, still, it's just not enough, it's just not enough. He said, there's something that's not right here. And he says, I think I know what it is. It's that her body is right here in the middle of this. She doesn't need to be in the middle of this anymore. We need to move her body out and then it will be just right. Mm -hmm. And that's sadly what happens sometimes with Thanksgiving. We get so caught up in all the things we've added to it that we remove the very reason that we even have Thanksgiving to begin with. So Mm -hmm. traditions can be good. They're meant to be a shadow of the reality. They're not meant to be the reality. So it's important that we remember that and take the lead to know that thankfulness for what God has done for us through Christ is the primary reason we gather together. The historical picture of those two groups, the pilgrims and the Indians meeting together Mm -hmm. and sharing a meal of gratitude, that's important to remember. But we have to keep that at the center and times to express thankfulness. There has to be more than just preparing a meal, uh, plopping down on the couch, (laughs) watching a football game, eating some dessert, and taking a nap. There's got to be more to it than that, and there is. Mm -hmm. So you have to deal with traditions because they can become greater than the moment Mm -hmm. if you allow them. The third thing I think that's important for us to do is you have to deal with the busyness of the day Mm -hmm. that can make you miss the moment. Yeah. It's so easy, like on Thanksgiving, for it to be the whole rush of we've got to get this stuff, all this food prepped, and we got to make sure these people are doing the right thing, and we got to make sure that the living room is all pretty, and we got to make sure you know the house is clean and all of this stuff. Yep. And we got to make sure you go pick up this person, this person gets here, and it's just busy, busy, busy to where you're like, this yep. actually is the worst day ever <laughs> because I'm doing so much. I've yep. you know spread myself thin and. <clears throat> You know, no one's giving me any thanks for all the things, I, you know, and the busyness just keeps ramping up to where yep. you're like, I'm just ready for this day to be over, yep. you know? And, yep. and again, kind of the passive approach to like, hopefully at the end of this day, finally someone will say, here's something I'm thankful for, yep. you know? Yep. And that's, and that's sad because yeah. that becomes the leftover piece. It becomes the piece to say, well, I just don't have time to think about all that faith and all that mm-hmm. conversation stuff. Yeah. Let's just get through this and let's just see see what happens. Mm-hmm. And rarely ever do moments of greatness happen just because they randomly happened. Mm-hmm. They happen because someone planned for them. They intentionally established and said, this is going to be a moment of faith, of vulnerability, of conversation, of openness. That requires intentionality. So yep. I know with all the business and all the things that go on, people think, ah, we just don't want to add that. If you yep. add all that stuff, it's just going to complicate yep. the day. Mm-hmm. I, I would disagree. Mm-hmm. I think instead what it does, it actually frames the day. Mm-hmm. It gives you the reason for why the day exists. So I just wonder if sometimes it's not more hectic because we're choosing to leave Jesus out of it. Yeah. So we have... We pushed him off to the side and say, well, ah, that's too awkward. That's too difficult. That's too different in our, in our family. So we're just going to leave him out. But I would think instead, based on what scripture tells us, if you'll put him first, if you'll make him the priority, if you will make creating a moment of Thanksgiving the priority, 
you might be surprised what happens next. So yeah, scripture reminds us this in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, even Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. the holiday, <laughs> but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Put him first. Yeah. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Yeah. Man, so having good. a Thanksgiving holiday filled with tension and hecticness and busyness, I just wonder if that's that's kind of the tool of the enemy because the real work of the Spirit produces peace. It yeah. ought to be that you come to the end of the day like, man, wasn't this just a day of peace in our yeah. home? Exactly. Wasn't, wasn't the kingdom of God here today? Wasn't yeah. heaven here in our very house today? That mm-hmm. ought to be what we say exactly. <laughs> at the end of the day. But that, that won't happen unless you intentionally plan and pray and design the mm-hmm. day to happen like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like for uh, maybe this is like the first time you've, ventured off mm. into this realm of like, okay, I really want to make this something intentional. I want to uh, not stay busy. I want to, yep. you know, create an atmosphere in my home full of thanks. Like that mm-hmm. seems like that can be such an overwhelming task and also uh, full of fear that you might just do it wrong. Like <laughs> That's what, true. what do you say to that person? Because I think that fear is, is a, is a thing that does hold people back in this yeah. in this way as well. Yeah, and it's tough if you've never done that before. If you're mm-hmm. in a home environment where there's been this, you know, traditions for years and yeah. decades, and, and you've you're done say, it, you've done it a certain way. Hey, I think we should do things a little different this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to introduce this into the moment. Mm-hmm. That, that can be intimidating, mm-hmm. especially if you don't have, you know, that kind of courage and consistency and past. Mm-hmm. It just helps you be strong like that. I I remember that very thing years mm-hmm. years ago. Um, uh, and my mom's family, they were going to have a family reunion <clears throat> and I was young in the faith, but I thought, okay, they're going to be at our house on Sunday. I'm going to, I'm going to ask if we can have a Bible study in our home. And I was young. I mean, I was young in the faith. I, I say young, I'm in, I'm 1920, yeah. but I'm young in the family. I'm yeah. the youngest of all. Uh-huh. Wow. And, um, I'm excited. I'm new in the faith. I think we're going to have a Bible study in our home. And we got to the day of, and I just couldn't do it. Wow. I, I chickened out, wow. and I told my mom that I was I had stuff to do at church that day. I wasn't gonna be able to do it. Wow. And I I just look back on it. God, why did I do that? Yeah. It would have been such a powerful moment, yeah. but I, I didn't. Yeah. And so you know, it became one of those things in the future. I thought I'm I'm gonna to. do this. Yeah. And so that's the thing is we have to deal with the fear. Because fear will will cost you the moment. Yeah, it'll keep you from the moment happening, mm-hmm. and you may not come from a home where there has been that kind of um, expressions of faith on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. where someone reads a passage of scripture or someone asks a question, and everyone has a conversation, and we talk about things we're grateful for. We talk about what God's doing in our life, and then there's prayer. That may be new to you. That may be awkward to you, but mm-hmm. y- you have the opportunity in that moment to truly bring heaven to earth in your home to not just make lasting memory, but an eternal difference yeah. in people's so lives. Good. And so this is your task as as husband, as wife, as dad, as mom, as granddad, grandmother. This is your opportunity to make that difference. So fear will be the enemy <clears throat> that yeah. will try to stop you. <clears throat> yeah. But... You have not been given a spirit of fear, exactly, but a spirit of power and of love and of a mind that's clear mm-hmm. and has clarity to it. So, 
don't let fear rob you yeah. of the moment. Yeah, so absolutely. So good. So those are the things that you have to deal with. So how do you make this intentionally happen? How do you mm-hmm. create an environment for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Here's, here's what I would suggest to you. Get with your spouse, your family, whatever it is, group that you have, and be intentional. You, you plan for everything else for the day. You plan for the turkey, the ham, mm-hmm. the dressing, the foods. You plan for the schedule for when they're going to go in the oven. You plan for the desserts. You plan for the whatever you're serving that day, the table settings. Yeah. You plan for all Your of traditions. that. Yeah, you plan for all of that. It's time to make Jesus the center that you plan for most. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? Number one, plan ahead for what you want to see happen. Just sit down long before it happens and say, all right, what do we want to see happen today on that day? What do we want to see people experience in our home? Mm-hmm. And write that down. Talk about it. Uh, what do you want them to experience about Jesus that day? What do you want them to walk away remembering that day? What do you want them to experience with one another that day? If you don't know where you're, where you're wanting to go, you'll never get there. You ain't going anywhere. Yep. So plan ahead for what you want to see happen. But then plan for and guard that sacred moment. Plan for it. Whatever day, whatever part of the day it's going to happen, yeah. plan for it, structure it, be creative. And you say, well, I don't know how to do any of that. Great. You can get on a variety of websites yeah. and apps to look. Yep. If, if you have access to the internet, if you have access through your phone, yep. just type in, Thanksgiving, creative sharing ideas, whatever questions for conversation, Thanksgiving, you will find so untold many. lists. Too many. Go to Pinterest, get on TikTok, go yeah. to Instagram, whatever. Yeah. Whatever platform you use, <laughs> mm-hmm. type it in and you will find plenty. You'll yeah. just you'll the question won't be what will we do? The question will be which of these are we going to do? Yeah, that's so true. So but I think it's so important to, like you're saying, plan for and guard a sacred moment. Mm. I think that's so important because in a in a day where we live, everything is so trivial. Everything yep. so, seems so meaningless. Mm-hmm. Everyone is looking for something to be important. Yep. You know, that's why the traditions are so big. That's, yes. that's why, you know, people look forward to the turkey and all that stuff. But we need to make this part of Thanksgiving <clears throat> the part to protect the highest priority yes. it needs to be the thing yeah because this is really what people are searching for exactly you know? i mean it's great for family to come over and family to go away and say wow that the decorations were the most beautiful i'd ever seen yeah. guess what okay nice yeah <laughs> or, or for them to walk away and say that was the best turkey i've ever had that was awesome yeah. i've never had a smoked and deep fried turkey at the yeah. same time it's like well, awesome whatever. they're gonna eat again still <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know they're going to find another meal that yeah that they're going to say top that. Awesome. But what if they went away and said, "There was such a spirit of peace in your home. Mm-hmm. I I really felt like I met God today here. Mm-hmm. I feel like my life has changed today. Yeah, I was moved today by uh-huh. what happened here in this home. Yeah, to hear what God's doing in your life that encourages me. Yeah, to hear that this person <clears throat> is actually growing, and I thought that they weren't. Yeah. This is incredible. Yeah, we, you know? we we met on a level we've never met before. Yeah. We've talked about things yeah. we've never talked about before. Mm-hmm. That would be the thing you want to yeah. walk away remembering. Yeah. Because that is impactful to people on a way deeper <laughs> yeah. level than yeah. cool decorations, awesome a yeah. meal, or man, I had such a fun time playing football. You know? <laughs> exactly. So mm. plan for it, 
guard the sacred moment, but then be creative in what that moment is. So let's get specific about this. I think there's, it's important to, to craft a moment, to determine ahead of time when that's going to be. And you may choose to do that before the meal happens. It might be that you're all sitting down together long before you even get up to go stand in the serving line. Maybe that's the time you do this. It's going to be different for every family. Maybe it's at the moment that you gather around the table and before you start eating, you have a moment right then. That can be an effective time too. Maybe it happens during the meal. Maybe as part of the mealtime conversation, you have crafted some conversation that you're going to lead. Maybe it happens after the meal. Whatever it is, you decide what it is. Craft the moment. So for Heather and I, that was always important. And when our kids, before they were married, when we all got together and had family over and some of their friends come over, um, we would take tables and set them up in our living room to put us all at the same table. So there was a bunch of us, but we would put four tables together and have, you know, 12, 15 of us, and we're all sitting there looking at each other. And then we would design, Heather and I would put together questions on a card that was just part of the day's plans. And one time we even, um, instead of tablecloths, we put brown paper down as what covered the table, and I, I drew on the paper questions that we were going to ask for the day. So everybody knew what they were. And after we'd start eating a little bit, I'd say, all right, let's turn to our questions here. And we'd ask questions like, what are some events that happened this year that you're thankful for? And each person would go around the room. And then you get to hear what's going on in each person's heart. And we would turn to faith and we would start talking about a, a verse from scripture or something God had done in our life. And it just, it became something that we look forward to every year because it was, that was energizing. The food was great, but that conversation yeah. was greater mm-hmm. and truly transformative. So mm-hmm. you have to be creative in how that happens. You, yeah. you have to decide, okay, are we going to involve the kids in this? Or are we going to not involve the kids in this? Uh, life's different for us right now with 13 grandkids running around mm-hmm. and a 14th on the way. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, that changes the moment. We can't just all during the meal have the same conversation that we used to have because yeah. kids are all... Everywhere. <laughs> Literally everywhere. everywhere. Asking for food and crying and, yeah. and you're moving around. And so we have a different plan in place for this year of how we're going to make that happen. It won't be the same as it was before, but we're going to find a way for mm-hmm. that to happen. So you have to decide. We're going to involve the kids, not involve the kids. Mm-hmm. Put the kids in another room. Let them watch a show for a little bit. Let's send them outside. Let them play for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, I'm going to be intentional to make the conversation happen. And then yeah. I would suggest making something conversational. Make it where you... Where you where you interact with one another, mm-hmm. it's great to have silent prayer. I guess you know if you need to do that. But there's yeah. something about me talking with someone else and them talking to me and yeah. sharing what God is doing in their life, sharing yeah. where they are in their life. That's powerful. So if you're going to make it conversational, do that. If you want to involve writing something down, do that. If you're going to do something later in the day, maybe you're going to sit around the fireplace. Maybe you're going to sit around the fire pit outside. Whatever it is, maybe you're going to use music, maybe you're going to play a song, maybe it's going to have instruments, maybe you're going to play guitar, whatever it is, be mm-hmm. intentional. Yes. If you're not intentional, the moment will get away from you. Yep. And again, that's what I was going to say. Don't let anything get in the way of yeah. that. You know, eliminate exactly. the distractions <clears throat> somehow. If that means, hey, let's all just set our phones aside for yes. five minutes. Yes. You know, let's not be scrolling and doing all sorts of stuff. Let's turn off the TV. Let's yep. not have the game on. You know, yep. let's. 
let's all look at each other in the face and actually have some interaction. Yes. Here, yeah. Know? So here are some sample questions that you can ask. If you say, well, I, okay, I want to have conversation, but I don't even know how to lead that. Yeah. I'm going to give you a list. So you can ask things like, who is someone that you are thankful for? Mm-hmm. You can ask, what is an experience you had this year that you were thankful for? What is something hard that you went through this year that you are now thankful for? What is something God showed you that you are now thankful for? What is a verse from the Bible that you are thankful for? What are three things that you own that you are thankful for? What is a place in your home that you are thankful for? Who are some people besides your family that you are thankful for? And those are just samples. Those are just some ideas. There's plenty more, but that's a good starting place. So my suggestion would be that you ask that question. And if your family doesn't have a great experience of initiating or following through on that, then you take the lead. Ask the question and then say, well, I'll start today. And yeah. answer the question. Yeah. You'll you'll prime the pump in that moment. You'll yep. set the stage. You'll help others feel more comfortable yep. if they know kind of what this is supposed to look like. Yep. So give them the example Absolutely. and show them what to do. Yep. And the best and worst at that time after you ask that question is it's going to be a bunch of this. Awkward silence. <laughs> yes. You know? It's true. It's going to be some dead space. But again, mm. the most important thing is to let the silence speak in yeah, that moment. Right. You know, let the silence sit there. Mm. Let it be awkward for a second. Mm-hmm. Because if you just ask a question, answer it, wait two seconds, and they'd be like, next question. People are going to be like, whew, all right, I'm out on this. Thing. I don't have to answer a thing. <laughs> yeah. you know? But if you just let it sit there, someone is going to have the courage after they ponder a little bit. Because yep. maybe you've had the time to think about these and you've got answers for all of them. These are these people's first time hearing these questions, thinking these things. So whenever you let the silence speak, someone is going to talk. Yeah, Someone else will. And it might just surprise you what is said after some silence sits there, you know? And it doesn't have to be like, all right, we're all just going to sit here and wait forever for everyone to answer until it's good enough. You know, it's not that. But, you know, let the silence speak and then move on whenever you see it fit. Yeah. Just part of it is the leader is you have to initiate and then... Just be sensitive in that moment. Mm-hmm. You might see someone at the table as you're looking around who you can tell they want to say something, mm-hmm. but they just they can't get the courage to start. It's mm-hmm. okay to look at them and say, uh, "Would you like to begin today?" I can tell you, you yeah. have something you really that's really moving you right now. Mm-hmm. It's okay to encourage. That. In fact, yeah. now that's we're talking good. about yeah. good skills as exactly. a leader, and you're in your home mm-hmm. initiating conversation. You're you're bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. In that moment, you are opening the doors of Thanksgiving right so into good. the presence of God yep. in that moment. So yeah. don't be afraid of that. Rush into it. And mm-hmm. if it means some silence, be let it, it, let it be sit. It that way. Yeah. Let it sit. And then make sure you take the lead on bringing God into the moment. People will talk about things that they're thankful for, and they'll talk about family. They'll talk about experiences, and they may dodge God throughout it. Mm-hmm. They may not, but here's your opportunity again as as leader to say now let's talk about where God is in our life or now I want to read a verse of scripture. Now I want to uh, turn the attention to how God has been faithful to us. Whatever it is, this is your moment 
to take the lead and bring God into the moment. And I think reading scripture is powerful. You think, I don't know what to read. I'm going to give you some examples. So you can turn to Psalm 100 and you can read the five verses that are part of it. I'll read them to you now. It says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God, is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We're the sheep, or we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. That's a great, great set of verses. And you say, well, that's too long for me. Well, okay. Psalm 106, verse 1. One. Just Just one one. verse. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. There you go. Read that. Hebrews 13, 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Yeah. Those are just three passages, selection of verses that you can read. There's plenty more in Scripture that deal with mm-hmm. the subject of thanks. But those are some that you, you could use one of those just mm-hmm. to help frame the moment now. Mm-hmm. People have opened up. People have talked. Now you're, you're bringing it together to help them see God in this moment. Read a verse of Scripture, and then as you come to the end of, of it, then pray. And I know that can be intimidating if that's not your thing, if it's never happened in your home but here's your moment to lead into some new places. Here's the moment to really help people see God in this moment. So if you're the one who's going to pray, be genuine and be grateful. You don't have to uh, fear, even though it will be very tempting in that moment. You can push past the fear and trust God. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, you know, for you, if you get so nervous, then write out your prayer in advance mm-hmm. and read it if you have to. Yep. That's okay. And if it's still too much for you, like it was for Moses in the Old Testament, God said, okay, ask Aaron then to speak the voice. I'll I'll give him the voice. So if it's too much for you to pray, ask someone else in the room Mm -hmm. to pray. When you do that, I'm telling you, if you've set the stage, if you've crafted the moment, if you've been intentional in all these ways, God will honor that. God will bless that. And you will see powerful things happen in your home. And you will see the kingdom of heaven open up there within the four walls of your house. I'm confident he'll bless you in that. And these are the things that really, they don't just make lasting memories. They make an eternal difference. They really change lives. Uh, We'll close today with a verse from Acts chapter four, where it talks about how the, the people of God gathered to pray. And it says there, it says, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Mm. I mean, what if this Thanksgiving became the year that your family as a whole moved forward in the faith, where they Mm -hmm. sensed God was in the room, where Jesus was truly present, Mm -hmm. where the Spirit was truly moving, where they they connected, where walls broke down, where Mm -hmm. reconciliation happened, where hope sprang up, where all of a sudden meaning came alive for all the traditions And it set a pattern that caused the family to say, we can't wait to get together again because of Mm -hmm. what we experienced when God was with us in this moment. So good. I mean, what a contrast to oftentimes what happens at Thanksgiving is, oh, 
I'm already dreading next year. You know? <laughs> exactly. But here we are saying, man, I can't wait for next year. Yeah. You know, that's different. Yeah. Awesome. Take the lead. This is the responsibility of us as, as believers today. Yep. Make a difference in your family. I know that's what every believer wants. They mm-hmm. want to see God move. And they want to see him change um, them, themselves, and family. This is one of the ways you can make that happen. This is one of the ways that you truly, you lift him up and you live him out. And that's what we're committed to here. So I appreciate you joining us today. I hope it's helpful for you. I hope your Thanksgiving and your home in particular are filled with the blessings of God and the awareness of his presence. So thanks for being with us today.